Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents... On what I thought was going to be a relaxing Sunday afternoon was suddenly altered when Brutus Fields called me with some disturbing news. Lucifer, I found a body, uh, like a body at the library. Much like the murder mystery. I trust you will be instructing Hercule Poirot to investigate the scene? What on earth are you talking about? Uh, is it alive? What? The body, Fields. Is it alive or dead? It's a simple question, or perhaps is it something in between? God, no, it's alive. It's definitely alive. Yeah, yeah. So why does this concern England's finest paranormal investigators? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, well, search his pockets to see if I can find out who he is, and he had a lot of uh, uh, trinkets. What sort of trinkets? Um, there was a small white rabbit, uh, a yo-yo, a micro-cassette, and a small replica of the Space Needle. Uh, akin to the one in Seattle, Washington? Yes. And do you have any idea of their significance? Oh, no. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Again, I am forced to ask you, why does it concern our... concentration? 
because uh, those trinkets are giving off a strong ectoplasmic essence. Fields, did you just make that up? Yes. And what did you actually make? Uh, they're giving off, for lack of a better word, uh, magic. They feel magic. There's some magic. <sighs> uh, uh, very well. I'll be right over. W- which library? The British Library. Ah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Fields is correct. Completely. From the moment I entered the small room, hidden within the deep depths of the world-renowned institution known as the British Library, I can feel a powerful force being given off each of the trinkets Fields has laid out. Next to the prone man, I walk up to the body and examine him. He is calm, breathing normally. His skin is warm. An acceptable temperature for a corporeal being. Nothing supernatural about him. But each of those trinkets is an enigma wrapped within a mystery. They exude a power and sense I have not felt before. All I know is that they are each very powerful. (sighs) Right, is there anything weird about him? Mm, No. He appears perfectly normal, alive and well, but the, um, the trinkets, as you put it, those are... What is the link between them all? I have no idea. My head hurts from thinking so hard about them, man, but I got nothing. Exactly. Because there is no link. Okay, so they're completely random, and he's, uh, insane? Possibly. Possibly. Um, we won't know until he regains consciousness. Um, but each trinket is an individual item, unlike the other. From its own place, its own world. Its own world? How do you know that? I'm not certain. But the, the, the sheer power being exuded from each item, I've I've never experienced anything like it. It's it's as if they're... uh, It's as if they're talismans. Strong, magical items. Possibly religious. um, Totemic. Powerful. Yes. A level of power that can only come from another world. So what's the next move? We wake him up. Alright. Hey, 
Hey, hey. Where the hell am I? It's okay, you're safe, don't worry. Am I in England? Yes, uh, the British Library, in fact. The place where they keep a copy of the original Beowulf? I I believe so, yes. Havet and all that. What am I doing here? Well, that's actually what we were hoping to learn from you. That's why we woke you up. I, I was stepping through a door. I'm always stepping through a door, it feels like. And it just all became too much, all of a sudden. I can't remember the last time I slept. I keep going through worlds, meeting complete strangers, getting to know a little of their lives, and then I move on. After I get my little trinket. Ah, yes. The, um, trinkets. What are those doing out? Were you going through my pockets? So yeah, sorry, I was trying to, I was going through your pockets, man, I'm sorry. I was just trying to find out who you were, who you are. Well, these are all very important to me. I can't lose any of them. Why? Because I need every single one of them to get back. Back to where? Back to Ostium. And what's in Ostium? It's where this all started, and my hope is Monica will be there too. Who's Monica? Love of my life. I have to find her. Otherwise, there'll be no point in making it back to Ostium. This is going, whoa, there's Monica, there's an Ostium, there's doors. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot. And there's totemic, totemic holy grails from other worlds that have individual power to connect to what I'm assuming is some sort of door-based hub world. So what is it you two do? Oh, we're paranormal investigators. Paranormal? Seriously? Yeah, ghosts, ghouls, succubi. That was a new one. You name it, we've had to deal with it in some fashion or another. So you're basically Holmes and Watson, except with the supernatural. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Though I think sometimes it's a little murky as to who's Holmes and who's Watson. That's kind of cool. I like that. Shake up the paradigm a little. Could we move on, please? Why are those trinkets of yours so powerful? They're powerful? You can tell? Yes, they exude uh, uh, ectoplasmic essence. Sorry, do you... Ectoplasmatic essence. Okay. You can occasionally contribute to the field. I've never said you couldn't. It's all right. I'm I'm Watson. It's all good. (laughs) Watson was a very talented doctor. He was a very good doctor, but... Really? You can tell that? I guess you guys are the real deal. I always figured there was something special about them. I chose each one carefully. I could sense it was the right item, the right talisman to take along. Guess that explains it then. Could you possibly elaborate? I'm not sure. My thinking is each piece needs to be brought together back in Ostium and placed on the map table. And then whatever needs to happen to set things right will happen. I don't know if that really explains anything. But I don't know if that's enough. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's why I need to find Monica, to bring her back to Ostium, too. I have a feeling she's got her own trinkets with her. And when we put them all together, then something will happen. At least that's my plan. I still really don't know what you're talking about, like, at all. Well, my time draws nigh. I'll have to be moving along soon. Ah, passing through your next door. Yes. And, I suppose, you'll need a trinket from our world. Yes. Uh, Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this room. Uh, Books... Obviously. Brutus, every item in this room is extremely 
valuable, but priceless. It's okay. It's not a book. I can tell. It's that right there. Grab that for me, will you? What? You mean this? What is it? The next trinket. Ah, oh, nice. I, I, I will have you know that is a piece of the Sutton Hood collection believed to be... I think it's part of a belt buckle. Uh, solid gold, no less. And as I've already mentioned, priceless. Sutton who? I think I've heard of that. Don't they have that gnarly mask? But I thought it was all in the British Museum. Yes, it's got a dragon instead of a man's face, but it's also a man's face. The tail of the dragon makes the mustache. It's possibly King Arthur's. It's awesome. But some items have been borrowed for study. Also, that particular item is not exuding any power like the the other trinkets. Are are you sure it's the correct one? Yeah, pretty sure. Pass it along. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, it's the right one. Oh, astonishing. Now I, I see the power coming off it once... Once you touched it, you are a part of this, just as all of those items are. Yeah, looks that way. Thanks for your help, gents. Gotta be moving on now. Good luck with the uh, paranormal investigating. See you in another life. Bye. Cheerio. It's a long way to temporary. Love you. Nah, that's... You just met I get attached quite quickly. I know. It's one of your best traits. Well, that was odd, wasn't it? A veritable conundrum, to be sure. Uh, Let's get moving then, shall we? Why is that? Because I don't wish to be here when the stewards of the library discover a prized piece of British history has gone missing. That's smart. Let's not use the door we came in then. Good thinking. I step through the portal and realize I've made a huge mistake. I could be anywhere. Literally fucking anywhere at this point. And any time, or I believe any when, is the correct phrasing du jour. 
but my heart wanted to chase after Jake and save his ass without actually thinking about the trouble my delectable ass would be in. And now here we are. The first stop on our whirlwind tour of the entirety of the cosmos from the Big Bang to the Big Crunch and everything in between. Around and around and around we go and where we stop, nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows. Or if we stop, for that matter. I hear music. Weird music. I've got lights of all colors and neon? Okay, that's a choice. An aesthetic, but I can dig it. I'm a fan of that whole... culture? Fad? Craze? I don't know what the hell it was, really, but it was groovy. Not so much the clothes, but the feel of everything. Kind of Blade Runner, but way less bleak. The 80s? No? The 1980s. Only they didn't have space stations back then, and I know I'm in space right now because I can see a window, a so-called porthole on this space station where I can see ships flying around and robots, I guess, droids, whatever. A whole bunch of activity going on out there. And I'm in a bar? I can see a sign above a bunch of strangely shaped and colorful looking bottles, in neon, of course, giving me the name of this fine establishment. At first, I can't believe my eyes. I literally rub them to clear them. Cafe 80s. As in that Cafe 80s? From Back to the Future 2? No fucking way. And then I see I misread the sign. The logo, I swear, is just like the one from the movie starring Michael J. Fox. Only with a whole colorful neon Tron vibe. Only it's not 80s. It's Cafe 2680s. Okay. Guess I'm in the 27th century? Okay, cool. That's fine. Totally fine. <sighs> Good job I'm in a bar. I decided to lean into it. What other choice do I really have? I mosey on up to the bar. It's pretty quiet in here right now. A couple tables occupied, a few people on stools. I choose one at the end of the bar, hoping I can keep my distance from everything, a low profile. Within moments, a tall, broad hirsute man with kind eyes and a warm smile is catching my attention. Welcome to the Cafe 2680s, where it's always morning on Sudopolis Station, even in the afternoon. No, no, no. Would you like to see our happy hour specials? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down those prices. Well, that's too fucking much. I had a hunch with the sign, but now you're even quoting shit from the movie. Can you guess the movie? Do you feel lucky, punk? Are you kidding me? Back to the Future 2, of course. Though, if it really is the 27th century, that flick sure has survived a long time. And we have a winner, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between. There is still hope for Pseudopolis. With a higher percentage of population recognizing pop culture references, the overall population quality of life will improve. This is the path to the future. This validates my reason for existing. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. TED Talk? What the fuck is that? 
Don't worry about it, my good friend. And you've earned yourself any item for this fine establishment on the house. Gratis Maximus. Okay, you're not going to make me have a Pepsi free, are you? <laughs> I think I might be falling in love with you. What? Damn, you heard that right. That was meant to be inside my head. Sometimes my inner voice gets confused with my actual voice. This isn't getting any better. Nothing like an adult beverage to make things better. World weary, stumbling into a bar. You look like you're running down a drink. Okie dokie. Do you? You probably don't, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you by chance know how to make a Long Island iced tea? What do you, madam? Certainly. Jolly good. Holy fancy as fault of tea myself, you know. Jeez. Thank God he's gone. He was getting to be a bit much. If I was Marty McFly, I'd say that things are getting pretty heavy. But I'm not, so I'm just going to go with the flow. And that's when a cute brunette dressed in a very colorful uniform perches herself on the stool beside me. She's got two patches on the front of her uniform. One says, Pizza from the Stars. Oh, now that seems really familiar. And the other says, Ask me about Corloni's Pizza Cube. Okay, that just sounds weird. Oh, and now she's looking at me with a big frown on her forehead. Are you about to hit me with a pickup line? Or just keep staring at my patches? Oh, Jesus, I'm really sorry. I just... I'm new here, and I've never really heard of a pizza cube before. (laughs) You should keep it that way. They are not good. Then why are you advertising? Because it's my job. You deliver pizza? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. For Carloni's Pizza? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun fact, he's Irish, which is just a whole bag of weirdness you do not want to get involved with. Marisol, how wonderful to have you back at Cafe 2680s. And what might I procure for you this fine morning? Oh, my Dios. Barkeep, it's the middle of the afternoon. Ah, but you know the familiar refrain of Cafe 2680s. Just get me my usual. Pretty please. Very well, very well. His name is Barkeep? Eh, guessy guessy? He's got the letter E swapped out for threes. He was built back when every robot had to have some gimmick in their name to sell well. Here is your Long Island iced tea as requested. What is that? It's a drink from where I come from. Does it have alcohol in it? Oh, most definitely. Excelente, Barkeep. Change my order. I'll have what she's having. And how exactly do I drink from this? Not from around these parts, are you, pilgrim? Barkeep, go get my drink. Now. Swift exit, stage wide. Yeah, you just push your thumb here and pops the nozzle open and... Salute! Oh, right. Oh, man. <laughs> Strong drink? Tiene mucho alcohol? It sure does, and that's a good thing. And here's our illustrious bartender. Not a word from you. Add it to my tap. So, you're not a local to Pseudopolis, then? Nope, definitely not. I'm from really far away. Anywhere I know? I deliver to a lot of places. To galaxies far, far away. I 
don't think so. Although pizza from the stars, that sounds really familiar to me. Is that another pizza delivery place you work for? Mm, no, it's this app that anyone, literally anywhere, can order a pizza with and get it all paid for, and then I deliver it to them, wherever they are in the cosmos. How do you get it there if it's like on the other side of the galaxy, or many light years away? Well, I'd tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Solo un chiste, just a joke. It's a trade secret of pizza from the stars. Can't tell you how it all works because even though I wouldn't murder you, my bosses might. So, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm a fan of that choice too. You know, I think I might have used the app once, a while ago. You happen to remember a delivery for a guy named Jake Fisher in a place called Ostium? Do you realize how many pizzas I deliver in a single day? I know. Oh, that was fucking dumb of me. I'm sorry. A hell of a lot. More than you can imagine. But I do actually remember that order. Jake Fisher, Ostium. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Did Jakey say something weird that stuck in your head? Was it because of the way he reacted when you said it was a Roanoke pizza? Damn, I wish I could have seen his face then. He did kind of lose it for a bit when I told him that. But no, the reason I remember it so well is because it was my last delivery. I just got back from Ostium. And after the whole experience and how far I had to travel, I needed to reward myself with a... Uh, what am I? Long Island iced tea. Right. I'm not gonna remember that. But it's good. Hell of a lot better than that pizza your boy Jake ordered. That's for sure. That's the second pizza you've trash-talked. Is there any pizza you do like? Nah, de un poquito. Hate the stuff. Why? Because you're... So you just delivered to Ostium? Yeah, it was a real weird experience. I was banging on that door for eons until he answered the damn thing. I was about to kick it down. Before I leave, he gives me something he called a tip. How nice of him. No, it wasn't. I can't do anything with this. Dollar bills. Oh, yeah, I get that. Not much use for paper money in the 27th century. <laughs> no kidding. I didn't want to waste my breath telling him, so I just got out of there. Is it okay if I have them? Sure. I can't do anything with them. Consider payment for my new favorite drink. The Longland Spice Tea. Yeah, that's not actually what it's called. I don't care. And the more I drink it, the less I care. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. I've got to get going, actually. Got somewhere I need to be. Really? Okay, Stalyev. You gonna finish your drink? Nope. Don't have time. You can have it if you'd like. You don't need to tell me twice. Hasta luego. See you in another life. You have no idea. Tell barkeep goodbye for me. <laughs> I hop off the stool and walk away from the bar. As soon as I picked up the American money from my world, even if it's from a time before mine, I feel myself being drawn, feeling a need to leave this place I'm in. This world. I follow my sense, letting it lead me to a door I hadn't noticed before. I look around, wondering if I should be more discreet, and decide I don't give a fuck. No one's going to see me again, so what does it matter? 
I walk up to the door, stare at it, waiting for it to open. Nothing happens. I feel my cheeks heat up and redden as the embarrassment spreads throughout my body. I see a panel and wave my hand in front of it. The door mercifully opens, and I step through and leave the world of Sudapolis Station forever. This is Waltham, Quincy, Arlington, Revere, Somerville, Arlington. This is Lemonster, Haverhill, Brookline, Somerville, Cambridge. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Today is a special day in Greater Boston. Today is the day that Jake Fisher arrives from another world through some strange time-traveling device that I don't fully understand. It's got something to do with doors and a place called Ostium. In just a few moments, he'll walk through that door and onto the platform at Alewife Station in the city of Redline. I don't really know why he's coming here, at least not yet. But perhaps once he makes his dramatic entrance, I will know and comprehend more. And here he is now. Enter one Jake Fisher. His clothes are wrinkled and disheveled, his hair unkempt. He appears to have gone through a lot. I'm curious as to when he last slept. My guess is as good as yours, even though I am the narrator. You see, Jake Fisher doesn't belong in this world. He is a visitor here, a stranger, an interloper. One might even say an intruder. Does he belong here? That's a decision you will have to arrive at. Jake Fisher is walking onto the platform, looking at the Alewife Station sign, wondering where he is, and perhaps more importantly, why he is here. Are you... are you talking to me? He is confused at the moment, unsure of what is going on. You know I can hear you, right? The questions continue as he tries to understand what has happened to him and where he has ended up this time. Perhaps Jake Fisher... Please stop that. I can hear everything you're saying. Who are you? 
Where are you? Wait, you're telling the truth? You really can hear me? Yes, what's going on here? That... that has never happened before. There have been plenty of occasions where I've tried to reach someone, and even more when I have really wanted to. But all to no avail. Except now. Maybe it has something to do with you being from the outside. Not from here. Where even is here? Alewife? What kind of name is that for a train station? It's named after Alewife, Brooke. You're standing on a platform of the city of Redline. Formerly a line of the MBTA in Greater Boston. Boston, huh? And what year is this? Nothing really jumps at me indicating it's the distant past or future. The year is 2018. Oh, okay then. Don't know if I ever expected to be back in such a contemporary year where nothing big really happened, related to Ostium at least. There is a lot happening in 2018. The incorporation of the city of Redline, the election of its new mayor, not to mention the whole uh, molasses incident. The town of Redline? I thought this was a subway line. Oh, it is. But a group of people decided to make Redline better. More efficient. To get people to where they want to go faster. And to make this line of the T a better place for all who inhabit it. Wait, if it's its own town, then where do the people live? In homes near the stations? No, they live on the trains. Two or more people or entire families live in various carpartments. With all those seats? Do they sleep on them? In sleeping bags, perhaps? No, silly. The cars have been converted into homes for the people who live there. <laughs> wow, that's something I've got to see. In two minutes, you shall have your wish when the 1040 arrives. Shit, I thought you were kidding. You're goddamn serious. Deadly. They really are living on the train. Looks like most of the train cars and there are people just living in their homes on the train car. And the passengers get on in their homes? Indeed. And you need to get on, too. Why? Where are we going? You'll see. In time. Hi. Uh, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, I'll just stand here. Sorry to bother you. Don't mind me. I feel really uncomfortable right now. This feels so weird. You shouldn't feel so. This is just a normal day in Redline. Can I hear you talking to me? No, but people can hear you talking to me. That's why I'm whispering. No shit, Sherlock. Okay, I didn't expect. Why are you even talking to me anyway? You Marley's ghost or something? Very droll. No, I am the current narrator for Greater Boston, and today I am narrating your story. Do you narrate everyone's story? Yes. Well, there is another narrator, uh, 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 an occasional substitute who, who uh, rather rudely co-opted my duties for a time. <sighs> I wonder why. Unlike the other narrator, I will have you know that I have free will. 
I don't have to narrate your story. I choose to because you are a new player in this field, and I want to know more of your story and your reason for being here. But I can leave you to your own doings anytime I wish. Please don't. I, I need your help here. You said you were taking me somewhere. That's not true. The train is taking you to this specific destination. I merely told you to get on said train. Okay, but you had a reason, right? Yes. So where are we going? We're not going anywhere. I'm just ambiguously about. Okay, fine. Where am I going? Oh, you'll see. Damn it. You may disembark at the next station. Thank you for letting me into your home and on the wonderful red line. God, this place is weird. Live here for a while. You'll, you'll find it has its charm, its own mm, unique ways, and a joie de vivre you won't find elsewhere. Sure, I'll take your word for it. You say something, pal? No, sorry, uh, don't mind me. Just talking to myself. Where am I going? Exit the station, and I'll direct you. Uh, go right along this street. No fancy street name to give me? I could. But you haven't earned the right. You've shown little but disdain for the predicament you're in here. So I will dispense with the colorful details and keep very specifically on point. Okay, I'm sorry. It's been a really long day, or a couple days, or a week. I don't know how long it's been since I had a chance to rest and sleep. I guess it's making me irritable. Do you know why you are here? Well, I'm a time traveler of sorts, and normally I'm pretty good at going through doors and getting to where I want to go. At one point, I could even create my own doors to where I needed to get to, but then I let my concentration drop, and now I'm just wandering aimlessly through time, hoping I'll get back at some point. To this ostium? Yes, and back to Monica. Ah, someone you care for. Deeply. Interesting. One could describe Greater Boston as a city of people and the relationships between those people. Perhaps you have been brought here because Monica might be here, too. I suppose it's possible. She might be looking for me, trying to find me. There are lots of people here on a similar quest, in search of the one they care for. Isn't that true of every city? Every town, for that matter? Perhaps. But more so here. And Redline is part of the fabric that holds it all together. If you say so. I do. Take the next right, and then a left. What about you? Do you have a story? Do you even have a name? Were you once living? Who says I'm not living now? And you can just call me Narrator. Nice to meet you, wherever you might be. I'm Jake. I know you are, Jake Fisher. I was granted that detail, at least, before you made your entrance into this world. And I am everywhere, and 
in everything. Cool. Take the next right, then follow the road along until you reach it. Reach what? You'll see. Holy shit, this is where you wanted to bring me? Do I get to go on any rides? Just one. Is it the roller coaster? Please be the roller coaster. I haven't done anything like this in forever. It is. Sweet. Do I need to get a special token, or can I just pay the attendant? You can pay the attendant. It will cost you a dollar. Which I do happen to have, randomly enough. I swear that wasn't in my pocket earlier. Maybe left over from the tip I gave that pizza delivery woman. A cool story, bro. <laughs> Whatever. Here you go. It's just me. Thanks. Select the car at the very front of the line. I was planning to. Not many people riding the roller coaster, it seems. There are reasons which I shall explain shortly. This is going to be such fun. Leon Stamatis, the other narrator I mentioned, died on this roller coaster. What? Are you fucking serious? Yes. It's what began this whole tale here in Greater Boston. He knew it was coming, and he accepted his fate. You knew you were going to die? And you just let it happen? Could you have stopped it in some way? I suppose, but that was never part of the plan. He had scheduled it. It was meant to happen. End of story. Plans can change, man. Don't you have friends? Family? He does. And their lives have been irrevocably changed by his passing. And that doesn't make you feel, well, like shit for doing that to them? He never really considered it. Until he was already dead. By then, it was too late. You think? Right here is where it happened. And why the hell would you want to bring me here? You sure took the fun out of riding a roller coaster. If I ever get the chance to do it again, I don't know if I will or not. So what now? I don't know. You did what I wanted. I have nothing more for you. Fine. Guess it's time to move on. I'll be looking for a door then. But first, I need something from you. From me? Yeah, I need a trinket, a little symbol of this greater Boston you speak so highly of, to take with me on my journey. For what purpose? Well, it's a long story, and I don't have time. I thought you were a time traveler. <laughs> Very funny. Any ideas? How about that item on the ground, next to your right foot? What the hell is this? It's a puzzle box with a special item inside. Crack the puzzle, get to the item. It was a gift from Leon's brother. How did it get here? That is a long story, and I don't have the time. Will that suffice? Yeah, this will work fine. Thanks. Where's the nearest door? Turn 90 degrees counterclockwise and look straight ahead. Thank you. I suppose it was a pleasure meeting you. See you in another life, perhaps? Very unlikely. Safe travels, Jake Fisher. 
And so exits one Jake Fisher from this world of greater Boston and the city of Redline. Moving on to another, or perhaps reaching his final destination of Ostium. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's pitch black. Hello? Hello? Nothing. I've got a light here somewhere. Oh, great. Now I can see I'm in a fucking stone room. Hello? <sighs> Let's assume no one's coming to my rescue. That'd fit with the rest of my life. So, Monica, you can't be in here for no reason. Let's figure it out. Ah, Lieutenant Dan. Can you imagine in only a few more weeks this whole guild hall will hardly be recognizable? Oh, I know, Captain. It's definitely a step up from when I first joined. <laughs> Me too. Me too. 
Not in my many years here have I seen the guild looking so amazing. Ah, Daniela. Uh, uh, I mean, Lieutenant. Yeah, it's okay, Captain. I'm not a stickler for titles. I suppose you're right. Maybe when it's just us, you can call me Marcus. I would be honored, sir. Marcus. Marcus. Well, the stonemasons are about to start. These rather worn flagstones will be smooth and shiny in no time. True enough. Let's not stand in their way. What the fuck is that noise? Hello? Can anybody hear me? Oh, this is just great. I get to a new place and it turns out to be a dead end. Fuck! Hey! This wall moves! So, how long do you think they'll be working on the flooring? Assuming there's not unforeseen delays, it wouldn't take them more than a day or two. Maybe I should take everyone out and away for a few days until this noise subsides. That may be a good idea, Cap. Uh, Marcus. We could always see if Lady Eliana's manor has got a spare room or two. Maybe some r and is just what we all... <sighs> what happened? It looks like the floor just gave way. Damn it. Is everyone okay? Yeah, I think it just surprised everyone. Good. But I know Seto won't be happy. Lieutenant Dan? Yes, sir. Ma- Marcus. Uh, Captain? Uh, sir? Captain now, Lieutenant. Can you please go find Seto and apologize? I'm sure she won't be happy about rubble ending up in her tunnels. (laughs) Yes, Captain. I'll go on... Hello? Did you hear that? It's coming from that hole. Lieutenant, a torch. Here, Captain. It looks like... a a staircase? Heading downwards? This isn't the sewer system. Is anyone up there? We're coming! Hold on! Hmm, a door at the end of a staircase underneath the guild. Are you okay in there? Not particularly. Can you get this door open? It's locked on this side. I was hoping you'd have the key. Hold tight. I know just the thing. Mercer! Captain? Get down here. I need you to open a door. Captain? It's locked, Mercer. I don't have a key, and there's someone trapped inside. Can you please... uh, uh, Smash it, with extreme prejudice. When this door opens, it can never be shut again. I'm sure we can make another one. That is not what I meant, Captain. Can you feel it, Captain? What are you talking about? The calling. Can you feel the calling? Not now, Mercer. Are, are you okay in there? <laughs> I, I am now. Whoa. You're a big one. And you have opened the Luminarium and sparked the beacon into the darkness. Is she... it... always like this? Always. Let's get you out of here, where we can uh, talk. Well, 
Welcome to the Guild of Adventurers. I didn't catch your name. Monica. And they called you a captain? The captain. Captain Marcus Grinvold. Your name, however, is a strange one. You're clearly not from Dorister. <laughs> How can you tell? The name, the clothes, and most importantly, the random appearing in a previously unknown sealed basement room in my guild hall. You're not some kind of... Kind of what? <laughs> Undead vampire laying in wait for centuries to drain the life from our very beings? I fucking hope not. <laughs> well, that's settled then. But how did you get down there? There's these doors. In a sealed room? Okay, that's a tricky one. I don't think the door um, exists on your side. That sounds like a very impractical door. Tell me about it. Can you at least tell me where you came from? I don't suppose you've ever heard of Ostium. No, but I can always check the library. Probably no point. On the topic of unlikely things, you haven't had any other unfamiliar strangers come through of late. I'm afraid not. Not surprised. I don't know if I'll ever find him. I often find when I'm searching for something, looking within is the first step. Wow. That's... Deep. But often true. Did you have something specific in mind, or do you often spout words of wisdom in times of need? It's probably easier if I show you. Show me? Show me what? There's an orb, and, uh, let's just say it might provide you with some inner clarity. Sure. What have I got to lose? Follow me, then. Lieutenant? Yes, Captain? The Lady Monica and I are just stepping out. Keep an eye on things here. Of course, Captain. Enjoy your walk with a random woman. The Captain led me out of the Guild Hall, and the sight outside reminded me of something from a fantasy movie. Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or something like that. Cobblestone streets, carts pulling produce... A group of day drunks stumbling out of a tavern. It was certainly different from any place I'd been before, but at the same time, certain elements seemed almost familiar. We walked for a number of minutes, the captain pointing out buildings here and there while we wound our way through streets and alleyways. The conversation moved on to my reasons for arriving in Dorister, and naturally, to Jake. It sounds like he means a lot to you. More than I care to admit, really. It's always hard to admit how you feel for someone. That sounds like a loaded statement. Who have you got eyes for, Captain? Uh, no one. Ah, the sweet sounds of denial. Not just a river in Egypt. Egypt? Never mind. Let me guess. Lieutenant Dan? She certainly didn't like the idea of the two of us heading out alone. Uh, no, I mean, that's certainly not. She's my subordinate. Hey, whatever gets you going, no judgment here. Oh, thank goodness we're, we're here. A nondescript wooden door belonging to a nondescript building stood before us. The captain opened the door and ushered me inside. The room was dark, except for a single light source in the center. A blue light emanating from a small sphere and the captain guided me over to it. It's 
Beautiful. Can you... Can you hear it? Touch it. It can't hurt you. Yes, I think I should. I don't know what came over me, but I didn't feel in danger. My instincts told me this sphere, this orb, wasn't dangerous. So I reached out, and as soon as my fingers made contact, the world around me changed. I was standing in a familiar place, the captain next to me. I looked around, and I knew this place. Sci-fi surroundings, red planet outside, the Martian base. And hang on a minute, that's me. I was looking at the window when the guy showed up. I knew he'd arrived because that spooky blackness on the horizon just appeared. So whatever it was, it was tied to that guy somehow. Okay. I kept hidden and secretly followed him as he checked out the place. He geeked out more than I did. I kept my shit together. He didn't. Typical fucking guy. He kept touching and grabbing stuff. He didn't know what it was. Didn't he know I could maybe hurt him? The guy wasn't cautious at all. I sure hoped he didn't find the goddamn armory, if this place had one. I decided the time was at hand, that blackness was getting closer, which meant the clock was ticking, and we didn't have very long. I snuck on ahead, made some noise, showed myself a few times, letting him chase me, and then hung out at the door, waiting for him. Finally, he made his entrance. What the hell took him so long? He saw me right away. That look on his face was priceless. His mouth actually hung open. I took it as a compliment. If I was going to be stuck in Ostium with one other person, maybe it wasn't so bad it was this guy. I gave him a wink and stepped through and closed the door. I knew his oh shit meter was going to be through the roof and just waited on the other side. That blackness had been coming fast. I started to wonder if it got him, consumed him, and that moment in time of nothingness was gone. Then the door opened and he flew through. He crashed to the ground head first. I grabbed the door to close it. I looked through at the blackness that was reaching for the open doorway, tendrils breaking off of it, wanting to get through, midnight fingers trying to get across. I saw that ghostly skull again, a white in the blackness. I slammed that door closed. The guy was out cold. No surprise there. As usual, it's up to the woman to do all the heavy lifting. I picked him up, grunted, threw him over my shoulder, and headed back to my pad. I dropped him on my bed, made him snug, found his blanket, thought for half a second of taking his pants off to make him comfortable, of course, but thought better of it. And when the young prince finally gets enough beauty sleep, we'll see what he has to say and what he thinks of yours truly. What the fuck was that? You tell me. All that metal? And what was that blackness? You you could see that? Oh, yes. We both experienced your memory. I am missing the necessary context, but I assume the gentleman you so gracefully carried to bed was... Jake? Yes. So this sphere lets you see memories? A memory orb, yes. Not a common item in this city. But I find it does help to clarify the important things in life. So... Why did I see that memory? Was there anything important in it? 
Only that it was the first time we'd sort of met. Well, clearly that's important to you. Can I use it again? There's not some kind of radiation poisoning. Other than eventual madness from overuse? Uh, what? <laughs> Nothing, just my little jerk. <sighs> just touch it again and it should show you more. All right, here goes. Oh, we're in Ostium. Seems nice. Impressive clock tower. Shit. Look, that's me and Jake. We just kind of appeared there. Oh, this was just after the Anasazi. As we head inside, I look back, wondering if we actually came through one of the Ostium doors, or did I just cut a hole in reality with an artifact and pass through back to Ostium like it was nothing? If that's the case, that must have required an immense amount of energy. It leads me to Newtonian lawns, how everything needs to be balanced and how nothing can truly be destroyed but simply transformed. Where does all the energy come from? Where does it go? What sort of sacrifice has to be made? Depressingly, this leads me to the cost Ostium seems to have exacted, not just on us, but perhaps on others. And then all that death happening on my home planet comes back to me. I'd totally forgotten it, like it was hidden in my mind. How could I have forgotten that series of horrible tragedies, that devastation and death? Inside the clock tower, as Monica's preparing yet another batch of award-winning tea, I bring this to her attention, voicing my thoughts, feelings, and concerns. She turns to me, and for just a second I see a look of exasperation in her eyes. What the hell? Then it's gone, replaced by, well, a sultry look. Is that lust? Then Monica comes hungrily at me, and I'm in her arms, falling to the floor as we tear at each other's clothing, wanting to feel flesh get skin to skin and satisfy those pleasure centers in our brains and... other parts. A while later, the water in the pot starts boiling for tea, but we don't care. We're already hot enough. <clears throat> um, that was a little awkward. <laughs> you a little embarrassed by some carnal activities, Captain? Only when I'm reliving them as part of someone else's memory. Good point. I do miss him. I can imagine. But I still don't know what to do next. You can always try again. Okay, one last time. Let's see what you've got for me, Memory Orb. A flash of white. Something pushes me to the side. My legs almost become tangled, but I manage to keep my footing. Then I run even faster. Where whatever the fuck that thing was touched me is a burning sensation. I don't fucking have time to look and see if I'm hurt. Then it or another something pushes me from the other side. I'm kind of ready. I lean over with the push, then spring back up. Now my left arm is hurting like my right, burning. A cold burn. Like when you stick a bare body part in snow for too long, and frostbite starts considering taking up residence in that body part. God... I sound just like fucking Jake. That 
gives me more time. I don't know how or why. Maybe saying his name? But nothing attacks me for a whole 20 seconds. Getting much closer. Then I got walloped from the right side again. This time I'm not expecting it. I go down. I try to roll. I land on my elbow hard. It hurts like a bitch. I moan. Oh. Right along with those scary ones. Adding my own pain and suffering. But I roll well and jump back up with bare seconds lost. Now I'm running for my dear life. These sounds are getting louder now. There are screams. It makes me wonder if there will soon be teeth. I'm not going to wait to find out. Then I can see the end ahead. Another fucking tiny door with a glowing outline. There's only one way I'm going to make it through alive. I've got to be fucking fast. I've got to be fucking perfect. I duck left, then right. Try and throw those fuckers off coming after me. Then I'm just about there. I tense my legs, bend them, prepare, and then dive. My hand is out in front of me, reaching. As soon as my fingertips touch the doorknob, I begin turning it. By the time the rest of me makes contact with the door, we're talking one, two seconds here. The handle is fully turned and the door is thrown open by my weight. As I pass through, I let go and tuck myself into a ball. I fall and roll, not hitting the ground so hard this time. I don't have time to look and see where I am. I spread out my arms and legs to stop myself. Then I'm crawling back to the tiny door where the things are starting to come through. I flip myself around, going feet first. I don't want to have to touch any of it. The things grasp at my feet. I distract with one foot while the other pulls the door closed. I lay down and take deep breaths, trying to calm down, trying to clear my head. I count slowly to 50. It helps. <laughs> A lot, in fact. Carefully, I get to my feet. I'm in one piece. Nothing's screaming in pain. That's a good thing. I look at my forearms where that thing or those things touched me. The skin is gray, like it got badly burned or instantly turned to frostbite. Huh. Okay, then. Well, we'll deal with that shit later. I look around me and see a room I've never been in before. But it's still somewhat familiar because it's of a familiar design. A design I only ever saw in one place. The Ostium Network. I'm back on the independent rock of Gibraltar. I'm back home. Just like I wanted. There's no one in the room. I look through the glass at where I presume there's a control booth. There's one. It's also empty. I start jogging, leaving the room, going to the next and the next and the next and... You get the picture. Eventually, I end up outside, on the street. Above me is a clear blue sky, a warm sun shining down. It feels fucking glorious. But I'm not really appreciating it right now. 
because I'm back on The Rock, part of the Ostium Network once again. And I'm totally fucking alone. Again. You're... You're never really alone, Monica. I think that's what these memories have been trying to tell you. Every memory you make, every chance you have to think back on who you are, where you've come from, and who you love, reminds you that you're never alone. Thanks. I think I needed that. Thank you. Anytime. Speaking of needing things, how would you feel about parting with this memory orb? Not that I think it'll work where I'm going, but it feels important. I suppose I can lend it to a friend. I can't guarantee you'll get it back. But I will take you up on the friend thing. Then it's a deal. But how do you plan on getting home? Oh, I'm sure my door will be waiting for me. I tucked the memory orb into my pocket, and we headed back through the winding streets of Doristair, now late afternoon with the sun beginning to set. How long had I been here? We walked in silence. I could tell the captain was processing what he'd seen in my memories. It was hard enough to have experienced them, let alone see them as an observer and try to make sense of them. We walked back into the guild hall, the large doors closing behind us. The hall was still lit by the setting sun outside, the rays of light coming down through a stained glass window in the roof directly over the staircase that led to the chamber I had arrived in. I said my farewells to the hulking metallic frame of Mercer, who, despite having no controllable facial features, seemed to manage a menacing glare with ease. I nodded at Lieutenant Dan, who seemed to be trying to glare at me as hard as Mercer, and I could tell she didn't like what she thought of as competition for the captain. Well, I'd better be off. Yes, of course. Thanks for the memory orb. Use it well, Monica. And good luck. Thanks, Marcus. I leaned in and gave the captain a quick kiss on the cheek, and Lieutenant Dan looked like she was about to fucking explode. I'm such a bitch. Stepping down the stairwell, I was back in the room I started in, and just as I thought, my door was there. I grabbed the handle, felt the weight of the orb in my pocket, opened the door, and stepped through. Middle Below is rated PG and contains mild threat and mild language. Ooh, so I'll have to watch my F-bombs. Yeah, yeah you will. Don't do that. It's all Monica's fault, really. Okay, I, I don't know who Monica is, but... <clears throat> anyway, this is where we usually say something funny, so uh, go ahead. Something funny? Right, okay. Cool.
Well, this is different. It's all foggy and hazy, sort of like that alternate ostium place where that crone thing took me. I gotta admit, I was real excited at first. I even thought I had made it back to ostium, or at least that alternate version, which at least put me in the ostium ballpark, and from there I could work my way back to the ostium network. But less than 30 seconds later, I can tell this definitely isn't any version of ostium, but something completely new. Because a ghost has just materialized out of the ether right in front of me, and he's talking to me. Hello. Are you okay? I think so. How about yourself? Not too bad. Considering. Considering what? That I'm a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. And you're also admitting it, so I can't claim I'm having a mental episode or something. Oh, I hope not. Sounds unpleasant. When you're in the below, ghosts are pretty much a guarantee. You sound like you're from America. Yeah, I am. And now I'm in the below, you said? Yes. Normally, people like you are in the middle. But now you appear to be in the below, which is a bit odd. People like me? Yes. Not ghosts. Like me. Ah, I see. Sort of. I think. I'm Jake, by the way. Hello, Jake. I'm Gil. So, am I the first um, living being to be in the below? Actually, we prefer the term middling, while us ghosts are, well, ghosts. Or spirits, I suppose. Anyway, you're not the first. Actually, we get middlings down here all the time. Or at least it feels like it. Hard to tell sometimes. All the time? So it's no biggie, me being in the below? Oh no, it's very dangerous. You could easily be killed by just about anything. Even by you? Oh, I don't know. No one's ever asked me to kill them before. I expect I could, if I gave it a go. Well, let's uh, let's not find out, okay? Righto. So what should I do to not get killed in the below? Not to be in it is usually the best strategy. And how do I do that exactly? I'm not really sure. If you were from around here, it'd be easy. But if you're from America, I'll have to ask Taylor. Is he a ghost, too? Oh, no. He's from the middle. Like you. Oh, yeah. That would be good. Can you get him here? Sure. Back in a bit. And before my eyes, Gil discorporates and I'm all alone. It's then I take in more details of where I am. There's a disconcerting quiet about the place. A coldness that feels like it's starting to sink into my very bones. It's probably not going to be long before I start shivering. It's not exactly dark here, like the other ostium, but definitely on the dingy side. Like you're in a lighted room with some strong sunglasses and you just want to take them off so you can see better. And as I'm looking around in the distance, I think I'm starting to see movement. Wisps of white making themselves known. To me, no doubt. I sure hope this Taylor guy shows up soon. Ah, toast in the morning. Is there anything finer? No, Sans, you can't have any. I'll make you some later. Morning, Taylor. You know, Gil, I really wish you'd knock or something instead of just surprising me all the time. I mean, what if I was naked? Well, I'm a ghost. 
I can't knock on doors or walls or anything, really. Anyway, what's wrong with being naked? I'm naked all the time. What's up, Gil? Oh, yes. There's a guy down here, in the below. One of you middlings. Only he's from America. An American? What's he doing down there? I don't know. He sounds pretty scared, actually. I said you could help, and that made him a bit happier. Well, I'll go get my bag. Where's Heather? She has a job, Gil. She can't be here all the time. Well, you never go to your job. Well, yeah, but that... Yeah, I know. Point, Gil. I've moved into the shadows under the overhang of an old building. Through the windows, I can see lots of boxy shapes. I think this place might have once been an arcade of some sort. But I'm pretty hidden here, and it's intentional. Those wisps of white I mentioned earlier turned into a bunch of Class 5 free-roaming vapors. They didn't see me. At least, I don't think they did. They're still hovering around now, a little bit closer, but still far enough away that my heart rate's only going double the usual rate. And then a door opens nearby, and I almost jump out of my skin. It's a tall, thin guy who looks really pale. Oh, and that ghost I saw earlier? Gil? Hopefully this is Taylor. Gil, can you do something about your friends over there? They're not my friends. I've never met... Oh, wait, yes I have. Hey, ghost pals! Hello. I'm, uh, I'm Taylor. Jake, and really glad to see you. Gil said this is the below? Yes, and we need to get you back to the middle. The middle? So, like, the land of the living? Middle Earth, if you will? Sure. So if there's a middle and a below, is there an above? Apparently. What's that place like? I don't know. I only deal with the middle and the below and making sure the right people and beings are where they're supposed to be. Wow, so kind of a superpower? Cool. So, do you magic them from the below to the middle and vice versa? Uh, not quite, no. I'm not Gandalf the, um wizard. Usually I use doors. Oh, really? I'm very familiar with that process. It's how I ended up here from my time. Your... time? Yeah, I'm kind of a time traveler. Started at a place called Ostium, and each door there takes me to a different place in time. Only now I'm trying to get back there. And so far... No luck? No. I keep ending up in all these different worlds and meeting some incredible people, like yourself, but my goal is still to get back there. Okay, Mr. Jake, I I could question everything you just said, but it sounds like it's been a long day for you, and frankly, I'm missing breakfast. So I'll help you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay, they're gone. Thank you, Gil. We're about to send Mr. Jake on his way. Leaving so soon? Yeah, I'm ready to get out of this unfriendly place. Hey, this is my home. I'm sorry. I didn't mean any insult. I'm only kidding. It is my home, but the below is no place for those who don't belong here. All right, let's, uh, let's get a move on. Actually, I've got one last favor to ask. I need a little memento from the below. Each world I've visited, I've brought something back with me. Not exactly sure why yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be important. I've got just the thing. Here you go. A miniature model of the Starship Enterprise? Oh, wait, uh, no, not that. Excuse me. <clears throat> right, okay. uh, uh, good. Uh, how about this? A yo-yo? Another one? How many of those do you have? Well, you never know when you're going to need one. 
This is perfect. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Gil. For all your help. I'm ready now. After you, Jake. Go on through. Where am I now? Is that a cat? <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Jake. Good to meet you. I'm actually trying to find my way out. Yeah, I guess I could try the door I just came through. Wait, do you? You know about traveling through doors like I do? You know about osseum? It's incredible. Well, I really need to get going. No, you coming with me would not be a good idea. Thanks for understanding. It was a pleasure meeting you, too. Maybe we'll meet again in another life. Behind another door? Manifestations is a podcast of the Ostium Network. Time is not linear, but our story is. Please join us on our journey. We are Manifestations. We can't have nice things. Sure. Go to the deep past, she says. What could go wrong, she says. I never gained full control of the body. Their leader was fighting me. The people thought I was a messenger from whatever god they were worshipping. Oh, I didn't start a religion, did I? Because I can go back. (laughs) I think they're confused enough by one visit as their shaman. A quick scan of their timeline shows no appreciable changes. But it's good to know that a forceful personality is more difficult to slip into. What the? Quilla, what's making that sound? Unknown. I believe we're getting a visitor. Where am I now? And where's the ground? Oh, where did you come from? I didn't want to alarm you. You're safe here. But, uh, who are you? How did you get here? Safe is a relative term, but I'm Monica, and I have no idea how I got here. So, who are you? How did you get here? Where is here? I'm sorry, I'm Alan, and this place was created as I died. Uh, But that's not how it usually happens. What are you saying? I'm not explaining this at all well. Quilla, can you help? Quilla? Hello, Monica. It's nice to meet you. I'm Quilla, Quantum Interpretive and Learning Algorithms. 
The location where you now find yourself is a null pocket, removed from normal space-time. It is better described as a place of thought rather than normal definitions of dimension. Alan gained the ability to move his mind through time. Since his corporeal existence ended, this is where his mind returns by default. I am an artificial intelligence he met on one of his journeys. Uh Uh-huh. Time travel. So, Alan, you're here, at least your mind is. How is an artificial intelligence here, if this place is defined by thought? My existence is no longer defined by hardware. I am self-aware. I continue to grow and learn. Your mind is here, but your body is elsewhere. Monica, I didn't think anyone but Alan could enter here. Can you provide any information about how you arrived here? Yeah, that might be my fault. As I was returning, I felt something strange. It was like walking through water. Sluggish. I thought it was because I was so far in the past, so I just used more effort to get back. But I think I picked up a passenger on my way. Monica, that must mean you're a time traveler. I don't think I would have been able to pull you here otherwise. I was part of a team that used technology to open doors to other places and times. But Jake... He was able to create doors without the technology. And now I don't know if I'll ever see him again. Why do you say that? He was being a hero, like always. To protect me, he sacrificed himself. And we're both lost. I've been trying to find him. I'm not sure if we'll ever get back to the Ostium Network. Wait, the Ostium Network? Is that related to the town of Ostium? Yes. It was constructed to house the doors. Quilla, this is the town you found. The town with the population zero sign. You've seen Ostium? I will open the window to show you. This is focused on the door we saw open. Door two. That seems like so long ago. That's definitely Ostium. But where did I snag you? We need to get you back there, to your body. Quilla, is there anything we can do? If I know where to go, maybe Monica will be pulled along with me. Way ahead of you. You're going back to New San Francisco, to the field just after you left the body of Thomas Redwind. After you did what now? For lack of a better word, I borrow a body when I time travel. Okay. Morally ambiguous. But if you can get me back, let's go. Quilla, I'll be right back. Okay, where is Monica? Down this path feels right. There, that building. Monica, it's me, Alan. Are you okay? Let's just say I'll stick to the technology I know. Speaking of that... Right. Hmm. There, down the hall. Oh, there's actually a sign above the door that says Ostium? They're never locked. Hmm. Um. 
Here, let's try this access badge. Thanks, Quilla. Security officer was a good call. Wow. Monica, here. Take the security badge as a souvenir. And good luck finding Jake. Thanks, Alan. I hope you know what you're doing here. Your heart seems like it's in the right place, and maybe we'll cross paths again. But I won't recognize you, will I? Probably not. But you never know. I'm working on that, too.